Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. I'm gonna be coming at you solo today. Chuck has his mom in town for her birthday, so happy birthday, Chuck's mom. Hope they're having a great time, but I got you covered. In case you didn't know, this is Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We bring you Clippers news five days a week. And today, kicking things off, I'm gonna be looking ahead at the Clippers matchup with the Suns. Gonna talk about some things that we need to do well in order to win that one, as well as some things that could go wrong and then also going to talk a little bit about the injury report because there's some people kind of up in the air for the Clippers in that one so I got to talk about that and then in segment two it's the freshies look every single Monday we like to talk about guys who are fresh to the squad so we'll be talking about Brandon Boston Jr. a little bit on Keon Johnson we'll talk about Justice Winslow as well as Eric Bledsoe and then in segment three Every single Monday, we also bring you the Luke Kennard Progress Report, as well as Terrence Mann Vorp Watch. If you don't know, Vorp is value over replacement player, so we're going to look how he compares to an average replacement player. So let's just talk about what Luke has been doing, and he's on fire lately, so I can't wait to get into that. But all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, I gotta let you know before I get into it that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, in this matchup against the Suns, I want to talk about the injury report first because it could be super pertinent. Look, right now, Paul George is listed as doubtful and Nick Batum is listed as questionable. Uh, Paul George. Previously had the elbow contusion. It's now listed as a right elbow sprain. I'm not really sure if that's an upgrade or a downgrade or a side grade. But hey, um, I'm fine with Paul George getting some more rest. Uh, I talked about sort of, I initially thought that the that the right elbow contusion um, might have just been, you know, sort of a listing that was that had more to do with rest than a physical injury. Um, but, you know, after hearing about sort of him having that wrapped up and like some difficulties at, at shoot around um, a couple games back. I think definitely just just take the time. Just just take the time that he needs. Um, Nick Batum is questionable with that right ankle sprain. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe we just rest him more. Um, honestly, when he went down and was clutching that ankle, I, I kind of feared the worst. Um, so I, I just kind of want to talk about this because I, I just got to say you don't really – be surprised, I guess, if the Clippers are arresting guys more as the season continues. You know, looking at Paul George's usage and, and minutes through the first third of the season so far, uh, I do think that they might have been like conscientious of, of sort of the front loaded home schedule for the team. And that might have been a factor in not resting players sooner. Looking at the injury report for the Suns. Book might be rested. He has missed the last couple of games. Uh, Aiton didn't play in their matchup against the Celtics, which I believe was Friday. Um, so let's get into what we need to do well. Uh, first question is just be the Warriors. I mean, looking at the Suns team, <laughs> it's insane. Since their start, uh, where they accumulated three losses, I believe, in their first four games, they've only lost one time, and that is to the Warriors. Uh, but in all seriousness, do we need some more hero Reggie in this one? 
I really liked him sort of overcoming some of his struggles in that game against the Magic. It was really great to see. I mean, he was clearly having a hard time uh, with a shot offensively, uh, you know, making some bad decisions on defense. And then on top of that, he was just like slipping on the floor at times, uh, which seemed super frustrating. And and it was clear, you know, in his demeanor uh, from where I was sitting, I could see uh, him going to the bench, you know, and it was clear that it was sort of affecting him. But to see him kind of dig in and, and find that extra gear in the fourth quarter where he just completely lit on fire against the Magic. I mean, he was responsible for 12 of the Clippers' final 13 points, I believe. Looking at this matchup against the Suns, like he is probably going to have to have another 25-point game if we're, we have the absences of Paul George and Batum. Um, and he's going to need to be relatively efficient. I love that he was getting back into his efficiency in that game versus the Magic. I just kind of begs the question for me, like, is he starting to come into that number two role? Obviously, it's a very small sample size. Uh, and I do think that, you know, other than Paul George, you know, ultimately Nick Batum is maybe the most important other clipper uh, just because of what he can provide on both ends of the floor. But when Reggie is, you know, really hitting offensively like this, you know, taking over games, hitting a game winner in that one, um, which you love to see, like, it, he can be at times the, the, you know, the second most important clipper, which becomes the de facto most important clipper anytime Paul George sits. So I hope that he's ready to sort of step up again in this one. Another thing that we need to do well is, you know, some solid play from the bench. Uh, I'm guessing that we're going to see Kennard back in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, Batum is questionable. I'm I'm planning for this as though we're not going to see him. I think uh, if it's questionable at, at this point, probably just rest him. You know, he has his own injury history, though a lot of it isn't lower body stuff. I just think it's not worth the risk, uh, especially with the month coming up that's going to be absolutely hell. Um, so... Yeah, I, I'm seeing Kennard probably back in the starting lineup. Um, no idea what's going on with Serge, so I'm assuming that we're not going to see him in this one either. Look, that game against the Magic, the overall impact of the bench was super positive. Uh, you know, Winslow played a lot of minutes, more than I've seen in a while. I'm going to talk about him more in the next segment. Um, but overall, offensively, that bench unit did kind of struggle to score. There wasn't a single player on the bench in double digits. Uh, the closest player, the, the highest scoring player on the bench was actually Justice Winslow in that one. He had nine. Uh, but if that's going to be sort of the the same situation moving forward or even in, the, in just this game, the defense is going to have to be very on point for this bench. Uh, and it won't be easy. Like they have to deal with Cam Johnson and campaign. Uh, you know, that's a, a formidable kind of duo to have to deal with. Uh, so speaking of that, let's get into what could go wrong. Uh, you know, I'm always worried about a spiteful Chris Paul, uh, you know, he doesn't have the best feelings for the Clippers. And with Kennard in the starting lineup, which I think, you know, given the personnel issues, is the right move. But he and Reggie, you know, are not exactly providing a lot of resistance defensively. I do think Kennard has improved, but he's still not, you know, like a, a great or probably even good defender. Uh, and Reggie just, you know, Reggie stinks. Uh if there's no Booker in this one, we might see Landry Shamit, which will be a little bit easier uh, of a coverage. And man, 
shed a tear for Landry Shaman every time he comes back. What an insane career uh, that that young man has had, just the teams he's been on uh, in a relatively short amount of time. Another thing that could go wrong is if we see Avica Zubats kind of shrinking. I think the front court matchup in this one on paper is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Morris and Crowder kind of going at it. I think that'll be a fun watch. Zoo, if Aiton doesn't go in this one, he'll likely be facing up against JaVale McGee. Uh, to me, Zoo kind of has the advantage over McGee, at least on paper. Uh, you know, he's a little bit more mobile. I think, you know, he's better defensively. But, you know, we've seen what can happen when Avita Zubats doesn't play like the biggest player on the floor. Uh, Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. absolutely killed on the glass in that game against the Magic. And, you know... McGee is no slouch on the glass either, so I'm just hoping to see a really strong showing from Zoo in this one. Uh, overall, looking at this one, I don't know, man. With you know no Batum and no Paul George, I think we drop this one. But if the Clippers can bring the intensity early and you know the, that bench defense can kind of be on point, I do think they can keep this close and competitive. I'd maybe take the under on on the Suns, you know, win total points. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. They, they could maybe pull this one out. Whatever. I get, I got a little bit of hope. So coming up next, I'm going to be talking the freshies, which is the newer guys to the squad. You're going to want to stay tuned to that to hear all about what Brandon Boston Jr. is up to our sweet, sweet baby boy. But first, does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the cl clutter, and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, so I'm back and I'm talking the freshies. Let's kick things off talking about every Clippers favorite right now, Brandon Boston Jr. Uh, in that game against the Magic, he kind of fell to earth from a shooting perspective. He shot just 27% from the floor, 25% from three. He didn't end up going two of seven from two-point range. Which, look, some level of regression was, you know, obviously going to happen. However, I thought that he still had a positive impact overall in the game. It was reflected in the box score, which, you know, isn't the whole story, but it is a story. Uh, he had a kind of a well-rounded stat line. He finished with seven, five, and two. He added a steal. He didn't have any turnovers. Look, those numbers are, you know, fairly solid rotation kind of player numbers. And I think contextualizing where Brandon Boston Jr. appears to be right now, he is miles ahead in his development from where, you know, I, I kind of thought he was. And I was even super impressed with, you know, his showing uh, in, in the summer league. So, yeah, I, I mean, I never really thought that we'd see Brandon Boston Jr. like even sniffing like 20 minutes in the rotation, uh, you know, at the one third mark of the season. You know, Ty Lue has talked again and again about how, you know, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. 
And, you know, one of the biggest benefactors, I think, from this, you know, continual punching in the mouth, it feels like, uh, has been Brandon Boston Jr. And I've been really impressed with the way that he has been able to step up. You know, we've talked about his confidence. He's, you know, he's good with the ball in his hands. He's a great scorer. But I'm also really impressed with, we just keep hearing more and more about sort of how he is in the locker room and with the team. He's constantly asking questions. He wants to get better. Uh, You know, my biggest sort of concern about Brandon Boston drafting him and and him coming into this league was I kind of worried with, you know, sort of the down year at, at, at Kentucky and, you know, sort of his pedigree, you know, which was very good in high school, like if he would have issues adapting to coaching. And it appears that that, you know, could not be further from the case. So very, very, very high still on Brandon Boston Jr. If we're going to continue to be resting Paul George and Batum, whether, you know, in tandem or intermittently, uh, expect to see him, you know, with, you know, a sound place in this rotation. Looking at a guy who maybe doesn't have as sound of a place in the rotation, I want to talk a little bit about Keon. Um, You know, he got a DNP versus the Magic. And I really kind of feel like I I know that this ended up being a close game. You know, it took a Reggie, uh, (laughs) it took, you know, a Reggie mid-ranger to to lift us over the Magic. But I still would have liked to see him get a little bit of run in this one just to, you know, evaluate, if nothing else, to evaluate where he is at against actual NBA players. I think that that's super valuable, sort of regardless of of what the result is. And I do understand, you know, that we are trying to avoid the play-in. Uh, so it, it makes sense, you know, that, he, that Ty ended up kind of leaning on Justice Winslow a little bit more. But I was a big fan of Keon Johnson's play against the Kings. I, I'm a little bit surprised that it didn't kind of lead to some minutes. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I get it. Curious to see, though, if, you know, he gets a little bit more time. I mean, if Paul George and Batum are out of the lineup and it's, you know, more of a blowout, I would definitely expect to see Keon Johnson. So we'll be keeping an eye on him. Uh, Talking about somebody who has been in and out of the rotation, Justice Winslow, he had a really pretty solid game against the Magic. He finished with nine, five, and two. He added a steal. I thought at times he was maybe like a little bit too involved in the offense, but you know, I I was impressed that he was taking the shots, that he had the confidence to kind of make the right decisions. You know, the defense wasn't paying him a lot of mind. Um, So it it did make sense that, you know, the the field goal attempts were there. And overall, like I thought that he looked a little bit better, uh, a little bit more spry, maybe physically a little bit more mobile. And it just kind of got me thinking that I have, you know, I've been pretty out on Winslow. I was really low on him at the signing. Um, And I think maybe, you know, in this time so far where he hasn't had like a real solid place in the rotation, um, I also have kind of been neglecting that, you know, he's kind of coming back from his own injury stuff as well. And, you know, I don't know to the extent that that was maybe affecting his play and kind of stacking up some of those DNPs. You know, we we don't really know a lot uh, what goes on behind closed doors with the training staff. That's just not, uh, it's not really the way that this organization does things. So I'm curious if, you know, if maybe there wasn't some other stuff going on there other than just his play. But it it would make sense if it was just play related as well uh, on the flip side to contradict myself. Because, you know, we were struggling there to win games. Uh, The offense was really struggling. Justice Winslow, 
you know, he was solid in in this game against the Magic, but you know, generally speaking, on a night in night out basis, he's not providing a lot in that department. But still, good to see him rise to the occasion. Uh, you know, I keep talking about rest of guys. He's another guy who does stand to benefit, and you know, he could carve himself out like a little piece in the rotation if he continues to play well. Another guy whose spot has kind of, you know, been topsy-turvy is Eric Bledsoe. He's now with the bench unit. Um, you know, he's had a positive impact, according to, you know, box plus minus, uh, in two out of the three games so far of the win streak that the Clippers are on. Uh, I think that his decision-making and his, you know, his facilitation of his teammates has been on display a little bit more. I, I just think that overall, you know, he is kind of comfortable in this fit. I think that, I think it's a little bit easier for him to be the point guard when he's not kind of concerned with the your turn, my turn type of initiating of the offense that, that would kind of be the case between him and Reggie. Um, so I think overall, you know, this move for him to the bench, uh, I had my questions about it, uh, you know, just a lot of it defensively. Um, but you know, the, the spacing is definitely better with Luke Kennard and it seems like Bledsoe is, is in a role where he can kind of thrive. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's taken less threes, which I like as well. He's only taken kind of like two or three a game, uh, which means he is getting to the line a little bit more, which you do like to see. You know, defensively, he's been very sound. I, I also appreciate that he, you know, generally isn't making bad decisions with the ball in his hands. He's not a guy who's going to pile up a lot of turnovers on most nights. Um, so, yeah, I, I think overall, maybe this this was a, a positive move uh, for Bledsoe and his usage. But we'll kind of see as the season progresses. Look, coming up next, I'm going to get into our other Monday segment. I got the Luke Kennard progress report as well as Terrence Mann's Vorp Watch. But first, I got to let you know about Built Bar. You know we talk about Built Bar on this podcast all the time. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. But what you might not know is that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There's truly something for everyone. Look, when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. And if you can't decide or you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, these bars are also healthy. Check out the macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty neat. If it's good enough for them, yeah, probably good enough for you and me. Uh, and right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. Now that you're full, you might want to try your hand with Lady Luck. Where can you do that? Where could you possibly bet online? 
The easiest place is betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, you know, whenever they resume, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Don't forget about that promo code locked on. So, talking Terrence, man, I mean, look, he's found himself sort of inserted into the starting lineup. You know, he's playing 30 plus minutes. I'm, you know, really happy to see him taking advantage of the opportunity. He did all the Terrence Mann things, you know, all, all that you, the positive contributions you want for him to bring to a game. He That was on full display in that game against the Magic. You know, he was chaotic on defense. He actually took open threes in that one instead of kind of, you know, dribbling without a plan into either a worse mid-range shot or, you know, ineffectively kind of moving the ball. He's also, the last two games, been rebounding the hell uh, out of the ball. He finished with 16, 9, and 2 uh, in that game against the Magic. He also had nine boards uh, in the game against the Celtics. Look, I, I mean, this is definitely a, a chance for him to kind of get right, which I like. Uh, you know, more minutes can mean more mistakes, but it also means more opportunities to grow and sort of play through things. And I'm happy that Ty Lue has has let him do just that. And Look, I was really down on Terrence kind of like last week and, and where he was at in his development. And I, I still think there are some big issues for him with, you know, the decision making, uh, you know, which is paramount. Execution is everything on, on a contender team. And I still think he has a lot of growth to do there. But, you know, this opportunity has presented a chance for him and he has largely capitalized upon it. Uh, so you love to see that, you know, he's, if he can step up in the absence of Nick Batum, I mean, that's just huge for this team. I think sometimes we take for granted, like, every win that the Clippers get, you know, without Paul George, you know, you know, we already know Kawhi is out, but when Paul George sits, I mean, that's, that's a feat. That's something that we really shouldn't be taking lightly. And if Terrence Mann can be a positive impact player when we're not only missing Paul George, but Nick Batum as well, I mean, that's... All, I mean, that's definitely more valuable than a replacement player in my eyes. Um, but let's look at the numbers. Uh, according to Basketball Reference, his value of a replacement player has made no change since last week. He's still a positive uh, value over a replacement player, but just barely he's at the 0.1 kind of range. Look, I just hope to see more solid play from Terrence Mann. I hope this continues. Uh, I hope that, you know, sort of having a, a another good game under his belt will sort of give him the authority and the confidence to, to be a little bit more decisive with the ball in his hands. We'll see. Uh, now we got to talk the Luke Kennard progress report. I cannot wait to talk about this. Luke Kennard has been on absolute fire, people. Uh, he scored 15 plus points in every appearance since we checked in on him last week. He shot 50% or or better from three in every game since last week. Uh, sorry, I had to do a double take on that. That's insane. Uh, 
So Ty Lu has also kind of talked about the priority of, of getting Luke to shoot more. He had a comment, uh, something to the effect of he he thinks that he commands Luke to shoot more than maybe any other coach that Luke has had before. Uh, and Ty Lu's reasoning is kind of, you know, why would you not have him shoot? Um, so I, I like that. You know, the biggest question coming into the season was, you know, could we get $16 million a year of value out of Luke Kennard? And where we're at in the league right now, you know, shooting, you've got to pay a premium for. He's been providing that super well. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about how I think he's making, you know, a jump defensively despite his physical limitations. So I'm not going to hamper on that too much. Uh, but he's definitely living up to these to that contract. And he has been absolutely incredible uh, these last couple of games. I He had 23 points in that game against the Magic. He was the second leading scorer. He is such a luxury to have for this team, especially when your leading scorer, you know, is is out. Um, so I'm glad to see him getting moved into the starting lineup. Uh, I think I, you know, I really like the spacing. I mentioned in, you know, the pre the preview against the Suns that there are some defensive limitations with him and Reggie in tandem. Uh, so that is something that they're still going to need to work on especially when Batum is out. Cause I think, you know, when you have, you know, Batum and Morris or Batum and PG or, or how else you, however else you want to run it, if you go small around them, you can kind of mitigate a little bit of those issues. Um, but for right now, it will be something to monitor. But I, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. I'm so happy for Luke Kennard right now. It's so great to, you know, to see him sort of getting his groove back, uh, shooting really well and, you know, being such a, a positive offensive piece in a starting lineup that has really, really struggled offensively. Um, you know, he's, he's just such a nice feather in your cap to have. So that's all I got for you for today's, uh, episode looking ahead to Tuesday. I'll have a recap for you of that clips versus Suns game. Hopefully we get the dub there. Uh, it's also Twitter Tuesday. So don't forget to send those questions over to at locked on clips. Also have you updated on whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Look, I believe I mentioned up top, but uh, we bring you this podcast Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you listen. Make us your first listen of the day. That'd be great. Uh, if you're unaware of how to listen to this podcast, I don't know how you're listening to it now, but you could tell your friends to check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. I want to thank everybody for riding with me solo today. Uh, Chuck will be back tomorrow, so don't worry. He'll he'll come with the positivity. It'll be a great hang. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for today. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and as always, we appreciate you.